G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. If you had the cure for cancer, you wouldn't keep that to yourself, would you? Pastor Greg Laurie says, what about the cure for something more serious? Now let's just say you found the cure to cancer. All a person has to do is take this pill. What would you do? Well, I hope you would shout it from the rooftops. What would you say? Well, I'm not really comfortable talking to strangers. Listen, folks, we have something that's even better than the cure for cancer. We have the cure for death. We have the only hope through Jesus Christ. We must tell others. This is the day when the lost are found. also an atheist, said this, How much do you have to hate somebody not to proselytize? How much do you have to hate someone to believe that everlasting life is possible and not tell them that? Even an atheist recognizes that the good news is so good, it's cruel not to share it. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to do just that. We're in a series called Tell Someone, where we're learning the practical side of pointing people to the love of God. can bring others to Jesus. And we are told in Scripture, of course, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Who should we share the gospel with? Everyone. Everyone needs to hear the gospel. There are no exceptions. I don't care if the person is affluent or impoverished or if they're handsome or not as attractive or young or if they're old, if they're a man, if they're a woman. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what race they are, what social economic background they are. Everybody needs Jesus. Are we agreed on that? So I am called to bring the gospel to those people. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's what Christ said. Let's personalize it. Go into all of your world and preach the gospel. Uh, go into your family and preach the gospel. Go into your workplace and preach the gospel. Go into your neighborhood and preach the gospel. Go to your campus and preach the gospel. Go into all of your world. Think of it this way. We call it frangelism. Frangelism. It's a simple way to remember. Frangelism. F-R-A-N. F is for go to your friends. R, go to your relatives. A, go to your associates. N, go to your neighbors. Frangelism. We are called to go preach the gospel. And I know you choke on the word preach because you think the word preach means yell, right? When you think of preach, preach! (laughs) Guess what? You can preach quietly. Preaching just means proclaim the gospel. You know, when you talk to somebody, you don't have to yell at them. It's not like you're a preacher in a stadium. Hello, how are you today? Good to see you. God bless. What are you doing? Just talk to them. Hey, how's it going? 
engage them in conversation. But here's the key. Once we've earned the right to share our faith, we have to verbalize our faith. Romans 10 asks the question, how will they hear unless someone tells them? That's why this series is called Tell Someone. How will they hear unless someone tells them? Then in 1 Corinthians 1.21 it says, since in the wisdom of God the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, God was pleased, listen, to the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. Not through foolish preaching, but the foolishness of the message preached. I do not know why God chooses to use someone as flawed as me. I don't know why God chooses to primarily reach this world through verbal communication. It seems like the Lord could just roll the clouds back and poke his face through and say, hi, earth, I'm God, and you aren't. Why don't you believe in me right now? That would be pretty persuasive. Or the Lord could raise up an army of mighty angels appearing before people and telling them to come to Jesus, but he hasn't chosen to do that as his primary way of reaching lost people. Maybe he could have done it through, hey, could he use animals? Remember Balaam's donkey talked? That'd be cool, talking animals, sharing the gospel. You know, you're feeling down, your dog walks up to your pet them, and your dog just says, you know, rawr, rawr. Have you ever considered Jesus Christ? What? <laughs> a cat would never do that. <laughs> even if a cat could talk, wouldn't share the gospel. <laughs> say what it really thinks. I hate you, and I love fur balls. <coughs> you know, I don't know. What would cats say? God didn't choose animals. God didn't choose angels. God didn't choose to open the heavens up and poke his face through. God chose to reach people through people. Listen, the primary way God chooses to reach other people is through people like you and specifically through the verbalization of the gospel. He wants us to tell someone. Let's say you were a brilliant scientist who somehow got cancer. So you dedicated your time and your efforts and your considerable intellect of finding a cure. And after years of study and work and experiments and so forth, you found a cure. A single pill that could be taken at one time and cancer would go away almost immediately. Oh, I wish someone would find that cure. But how awesome would that be? Now let's just say you were that person. You found the cure to cancer. All a person has to do is take this pill. What would you do? Well, I hope you would shout it from the rooftops. What would you say? Well, I'm not really comfortable talking to strangers. Yeah, that may be, but this is kind of a big deal. So can you kind of get over yourself and your discomfort and actually share this good news with other people? Listen, folks, we have something that's even better than the cure for cancer. We have the cure for death. We have the only hope through Jesus Christ. We must tell others. When I was a kid, I used to have a paper route. And uh, I got pretty good at throwing papers. I mean, I learned how to throw them over hedges, a certain way you throw it. I learned the sideways throw, you know. I learned the underhand toss. Because I didn't want to get off my bike and take it to the porch. I was lazy even then as a kid, you see. But I had a super cool bike. It was a Schwinn Stingray. Had a banana seat. Had a little roll bar. Had what they call ape hanger handlebars. Had a little wheel on the front and a big 
wide slick on the back. And best of all, I had a stick shift on my bicycle. <laughs> See, it was sort of the forerunner of my Harley. <laughs> Said you had to use your legs, you know, but still. And I would have my bags on there and all my papers in there. My job was to deliver the news. My job was not to write the news. My job was not to make the news. My job was to deliver the news. And my job is still the same right now. And your job is the same. It's to deliver the good news. Great to have you with us today. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. He's from Harvest Ministries in California, USA. And today, Pastor Greg is explaining how the random people we meet may not actually be that random. Perhaps these are real appointments arranged by God. He continues now with his message about our privilege of sharing the good news. It's called, The Gospel is Only Good News If It Gets There on Time. When should we share the gospel? When should we share the gospel? Short answer, whenever, whenever. I wish I could tell you that God wakes me up every morning and speaks to me audibly. Good morning, Greg. Your mission, should you decide to accept it, Cue the mission impossible thing. You're going to go today to a gas station at 11.02 and there you will find a man named Josh Smith pumping gas. Your mission, should you decide to accept it, is to engage Josh with the gospel. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. Shh. You know. That's not how God speaks to me. It's usually I get in my car and I'm driving. All of a sudden a little light goes on. They call it an idiot light. It means I'm low on fuel. Oh, I think I'll get gas. So I drive over to the gas station. No audible voices. I'm just pumping gas, waiting. There's some guy pumping gas in his car. See, how's it going? That's going good. How's it going with you? Oh, by the way, his name is Josh. See, a lot of times I find I just walk into these things. We call them coincidences, but I call them providence. I believe that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. That's what the Bible says. So when you get up in the morning, you say, Lord, guide my steps and lead me. I want to be ready to share the gospel. And I've had those situations come. I had no plan to go to that place. It was out of my normal path even. But I ended up there and I realized this was a divine appointment. And then you engage that person as the Lord leads. Here's what the Bible says, 2 Timothy 4.2. Be instant in season and out of season. As another translation puts it, and I prefer this. Be on duty at all times. Be on duty at all times. Even the bathroom. Let me explain. A number of years ago, I was in a mall and I had to go to the restroom. So I went. I won't go into great detail, but... Um. So I'm sitting there in a... I hear, you know, noise in the stall next to me. Guy goes, <clears throat> okay, guy's next to me. Guy says, how's it going? Like, Listen, let me tell you something about guys in restrooms. First of all, girls, don't ever go in a guy's restroom ever. You will be horrified. <laughs> guys are pigs, okay? But girls will be, you want to go to the restroom? Yeah, let's go in there. I'll go in there. Talk. Put on your makeup. Guys, we don't do that. We don't even want to talk to each other when we're in there. It's almost like we're embarrassed. You know, you get it, your business done, you get out. That's a guy going to a restaurant. So this guy's like, I'm kind of stuck there a little bit. How's it going? I didn't want to talk to him. I said, fine. A couple of moments go by and he says, were you supposed to meet me here? I'm like, oh, what is this? Uh, no, I said. 
wanting to terminate the conversation. Then a thought came to my mind. Could God use me in a restroom? <laughs> my immediate response was no. It's somehow inappropriate. You don't talk about God in restrooms. I thought, why not? And then so I waited and he says, do you have something for me? Ah. I said, what is it you're looking for? He says, I was going to buy some drugs. I thought, okay. This is a divine setup. In the men's room. So I said, I don't have any drugs for you, but I have something better. He said, oh, what? I said, a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And I thought, what, Craig, what are you doing? You cannot evangelize in a restroom, in a stall. Just stop it now. <laughs> and this guy says to me, oh, I already tried that. You already tried that? We're talking through a wall, by the way. This is, you already tried that? Yeah, I tried it. Did you go to a church? Yeah, I went to church. What church did you go to? He said, Harvest Christian Fellowship. <laughs> I had to laugh. I said, do you know who I am? He said, no. I said, I'm Greg Laurie, the pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship. <laughs> and he said, oh my God. <laughs> totally true. I said, buddy, God must love you a lot to send your pastor to you when you're trying to make a drug buy. <laughs> so I, I was done with this restroom evangelism. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll wait for you outside. And so I went out and I waited. And out he comes. He's easy to spot. He was the guilty looking guy. <laughs> I said, I was just talking to you. Yeah, well, listen. You need to make a recommitment to Christ. And we prayed right there. And he recommitted his life to the Lord. Wherever God can open the door for you. You see? We don't think about that. We think it has to be big and dramatic and lights or something. Hey, it could just be the most common occurrence. And there's one of those moments. And you just take a shot at it and see what happens. But listen. Maybe you've come to this meeting here uh, just to learn more about evangelism. But maybe you don't know Jesus Christ yet. You know, it's an amazing thing. Here you are at a meeting where we're talking about telling people about Jesus and you don't know Jesus. And it would be pretty silly of me to talk about always giving people an opportunity and not give you an opportunity right now. And here's my question for you. Do you know God in a personal way? Has Christ come to live inside of you? You say, well, I think I'm a Christian. I I think so. Listen, if you're a Christian, you'll know it. And if you don't know that you are a Christian, if you don't know that Jesus lives inside of you, let's get that resolved right now. See, here's your problem. You're separated from God by your sin. Even if you try to be the best person possible, you still fall short of God's glory. The Bible says that. And you know what? One sin is enough to keep you out of heaven. The Bible says if you offend in one point of the law, you're guilty of all of it. You say, well, I'm not as bad as some people. That may be true, but God doesn't grade on the curve. God grades on the cross. One sin is enough to keep you out. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. 2,000 years ago, God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, on a rescue operation for you. God came down from heaven. He was born among us as a little baby in a manger in Bethlehem. He grew to be a man. And he went to the cross and died for your sin and for mine. It wasn't nails that held him to that cross 2,000 years ago. It was love for us. But then Jesus, who died on the cross and absorbed God's wrath in our place, he took the judgment of God on himself so we wouldn't have to. He rose again from the dead. And he's alive. 
And he's here with us right now. In fact, Jesus says, I stand at the door and I knock. And if you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. So here's my question. Have you ever opened the door and asked Jesus to come in? Because he will. Jesus says, he or she that would come to me, I would in no way cast out. This could be your moment to get right with God. Maybe you have a divine appointment with God right now. And I want to make sure you keep that appointment. In a moment, we're going to pray. And I'm going to extend an invitation to you if you're not sure if Christ is living in you, if you're not certain you will go to heaven when you die, but you want to be, I'm going to ask you to respond to this invitation I'll give as we close now in prayer, okay? Let's all bow our heads, everyone praying. Father, thank you for your word to us. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming to this earth and dying on the cross in our place and rising again from the dead. Now we pray that your Holy Spirit will convict and convince those that don't know you of their need for you and bring them to yourself. Amen. Glory with an important prayer. And if you'd like to make a change today in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg would love to help you with that right now. As you've been listening to this today, maybe you've heard another voice. By that I mean, yeah, you heard me say a few things, but you heard God's voice speak to you deep in the recesses of your heart. And it suddenly dawned on you, this is what I need. Or to state it more accurately, this is who I need. I need Jesus, and I want Jesus, but maybe you don't know how to make that connection. Let me help you. Pray this after me right now if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life. Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner, and I am sorry for my sin, and I need your forgiveness right now. Would you come into my heart and my life as Savior, as God, as friend, I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and accepting me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I know that was a relatively short prayer. Maybe you felt something as you prayed it. Maybe you felt nothing. That doesn't really matter because God's word says, these things we write to you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. It doesn't say, so you may think you have it or you may hope you have it if God's in a good mood. No, that you can know it. And I want you to know, if you pray that prayer in a minute, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has come into your life. So congratulations. You're now a Christian. Now continue to follow the Lord. Thanks, Pastor Greg. Now, if you prayed that prayer today and meant it sincerely, know that the Lord has heard you and has forgiven you. And we'd love to send you some resource materials to help you on your new journey. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you call us on 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. The team would also love to pray with you. That's 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. Well, we're presenting messages from Pastor Greg's Tell Someone series at the moment, and next time we focus on our manner in sharing the gospel, our manner and also our manners. Tune in next time for some more practical insight right here on A New Beginning.
Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called The Gospel is Only Good News If It Gets There on Time. Now, if you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-00-5011 or go to visionstore.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.